0: You've seen the big plays. Darren stepping to his right, looking, looking, stopping, firing, end zone, touchdown! You've heard what the playmakers and coaches have had to say. Up for a three, got it! But now it's time to go behind the mic with BYU sports broadcasters to get their distinctive take on the games. Oh, what an aggressive play! This is Behind the Mic with host Cleon Wall. We're here to bring you unique insights and stories from the BYU sports broadcasters who cover the Cougars and from the Cougars themselves. The mental game with Tyler Haas's return to behind the mic, and this time Tyler's guest is BYU football's only Heisman Trophy winner, Ty Detmer. I want to start
1: with, you know, you you have accomplished so much in your your football career and and in your personal life. Um, what what role has your mentality, your mindset, played in in your success in your life?
2: Well, I think that's probably the biggest part of it. You know, I mean, you know. You look at guys playing college football or even in the NFL, athletically, there's not a big difference in a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. And it's, I've always tried to tell our guys, you know, it's the guys that put time in mentally and especially at the quarterback position, you know, it's the, it's the mental approach more than anything. And so um, I feel like that helped me along the way, um, being able to shake things off, being able to, to you know, have a little mental toughness and thick skin, and mm-hmm. playing Philly, you got to learn to, you know, uh, have some thick skin and, and uh, tough fans have some there. confidence in yourself. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But um, I think for most people, it's the mental side of things, especially in sports.
1: Mm-hmm. Where so, t- talking about confidence, where where did your confidence come from? Was it was it the preparation you put in? Was it you know, the success you had in the past, where, where did that come from?
2: I think uh, it grows with you, you know. Um, success leads to confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, failure sometimes leads to confidence. I remember my first action here at BYU was the Wyoming game and went in. Sean Covey got hurt, went in, mm-hmm. threw a touchdown the first series I was in, I think. And then four interceptions and a fumble later, <laughs> it was like, man, uh, that was a bad game. Mm-hmm. Um but i i learned what i needed to do better and what i needed to focus on from that so Mm -hmm. that gave me confidence going Mm -hmm. going forward that hey i i need to iron these things out i need to work harder and and through work through reps uh, you gain that confidence that that it's going to be okay so um but even as a kid i remember you know uh my grandparents and my parents talking all the time like my, my grandpa would let me win at everything uh my dad wouldn't let me win at anything you know <laughs> um and so i had a good balance there where you gain confidence or think you're having confidence beating your mm-hmm. grandpa mm-hmm. and then just wanted to challenge your dad in golf <laughs> or basketball or whatever it was and and uh just he didn't take it easy he didn't yeah. take it easy no i remember i mean i We'd play golf to see who had to mow the yard when I was middle school, high school. And he'd give me a couple strokes here and there. And mm-hmm. Just enough where I could get right there. And then he'd win it at the end. I'd choke or something. And, <laughs> but it was just always that chase. But I think I think as a kid, I, I learned or gained confidence through playing, through having some success mm-hmm. and, and then some failures as well.
1: hmm so, Ty, I think you're you're known for having this super positive, just happy, uh, you know, character and personality. Um, do you feel like that helps you respond to failure in the right way? Is Was that something that you just kind of learned growing up or <laughs> developed or is it who you are?
2: Yeah, I, I think my parents instilled that in, yeah. in us kids that, you know, um, it, it was kind of, You know, like, hey, you can't change what just happened. What are you going to do going forward? Mm -hmm. And how do you react to things? Um, So part of it's my personality, I think. Just, you know, I'm not a bitter person. I'm not a person that stews over things. I can get over things pretty quick. And maybe part of that's playing sports and being Mm -hmm. a quarterback where you throw it 30 times a game and you're going to, you know, have, you know, 10 in, 10 in completions so of mm-hmm. those, uh, it's hopefully next play. just 10, but yeah. yeah, it's the next play, next rep and, uh, not what you did, but what are you doing going forward? So part of it's, I think sports helps develop that, um, that mentality where, okay, you know, you're going to have some bad plays. You're going to have some good plays. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it was a good play. You still got to go play the next one. So, um, uh, that's kind of been metaphor for life on a lot of things that happen to you in life.
1: Mm-hmm. So... so- in your NFL career, a big part of your career was mentoring younger players, and I think you you were known for being the master of the playbook and <laughs> and you know staying one two steps ahead of the defenses you faced. What what were some of the the things that you tried to help younger players with?
2: Yeah, I think um, for me it was it was helping them understand the offense, how to prepare, how to yeah. you know how to play the position a little bit. Um, even you know being you know behind the scenes with guys uh, also a little bit keeping it loose mm-hmm. um you know kind of talking them through some of the things that happened share my experiences things like yeah. that you don't want to be that guy that's like i did it this way or <laughs> yeah, i did yeah. it that way but just little nuances i think behind the scenes um you know helping them understand the position when they came in joey harrington was a Top pick, Tim Couch, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of those guys. And and then when Mike Vick was playing in Atlanta, Matt Schaub and I spent a lot of time, you know, watching and talking. And mm-hmm. and uh, some guys like that were, maybe it wasn't the starter you were helping, but a young guy that was, they were kind of grooming to be mm-hmm. be the guy. So mm-hmm. um, I enjoyed it, though. I mean, I enjoyed having those moments and sharing times that I had or, or mm-hmm. any knowledge I had, you know.
1: How much of it was trying to keep it loose? Because I, I, I mean, I was never close to being an NFL quarterback, <laughs> but I played football. But you know, and and had to digest a playbook, and and it just gets you know deeper and more complicated the the higher you go up. But how do how do you keep that level of like playfulness and you know keeping it loose but yeah. focused at the same time?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I coach high school ball now and, and yeah. kind of that same mentality where I I'm the they call me Ted lasso down there it's <laughs> like you know everything's positive um, mm-hmm. having a good time but we're gonna work and we're gonna try to win and cool. we're gonna teach you the game um, and it was that way as a player you know and when, when you're in Cleveland and you're two and 13 or or uh, one and 14 it can be a long season and mm-hmm. uh, and so you know you, you try to keep things, you know, moving. And, and if you're not having fun, it can be miserable, you know. Mm-hmm. And so even in those moments, you know, I mean, you, you got to understand the situation and timings, everything, right. But mm-hmm. you can't just be a clown, but you can have moments where you keep it fun and, and entertaining and, and uh, have a good time doing it, even though maybe you're not having a successful season.
1: <laughs> right, right. So lo- lots of people talk about getting in the zone, And I think it was something that you were very good at in your time at BYU and and in the NFL, just really consistent, you know, every game. Um, And was there anything you did to try and get in that zone? It wasn't this, you know, having fun mindset that that helped you get there?
2: No, it was a little different for me, like playing, getting ready for the game. You know, um, Mm I remember BYU, it was like, you know, you'd kind of, find ways to, like, kind of almost get yourself fired up, mad yeah. a little bit, play, yeah. a little On bit edge. angry, like, hey, they're yeah. trying to take this away from us, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing where kind of locks you in. And, yeah. and uh, I, there were games where... It was that way. I think the Miami game was like where it was kind of laser focused, you know, and you're just like they were so cocky and <laughs> and it wasn't hard to get up for that one, you right. know, but uh, the games maybe where you feel like you should blow a team out, you got to kind of get yourself into that mindset. So mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of guys listen to certain music or, um, you know, just have those thoughts and, and that was kind of my deal at BYU was just kind of put yourself in a situation where it was, competitive in that mindset where they're trying to take something from you and got to prove them wrong, you mm-hmm. know, kind of deal. And and I had a little bit of that anyway, cause I wasn't the biggest guy and always heard how, about that, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and so kind of that mindset of prove people wrong. And so have fun during the week and, and get ready and prepare. And then come game time, you got to kind of flip the switch and,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, a lot of guys are able to do that, you know?
1: And it's okay to be a different person when you when you're on the field and you cross the line, let's go. It's on.
2: Yeah, you know you're going to be competitive. You don't have to be a jerk or, or yeah. cheap shot people or play dirty, but you gotta you gotta have that competitive nature and and that mindset when you step on the field or the court.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was big for me. Yeah. Uh, I had to get myself to a different place yeah. mentally yeah. to to be on edge and play at the highest <laughs> level. Right. Yeah. Um, was there any were there any coaches or people you played with that you felt like really you know eg- exemplified that?
2: Yeah, um, Steve Mariucci. You know, he was my quarterback coach in Green Bay, head coach in San Francisco and Detroit, and I think Andy Reid does a great job of it as well. Where you know you can still be a good guy, you can keep things in perspective um, off the field. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're competitors, and mm-hmm. and they get fired up, and they want to win. And mm-hmm. and Lavelle was that way. I mean, he yeah. he hated to lose. You mm-hmm. know, as much as he kind of joked about you know different things and lo- after losing a game, but he uh, he was a very competitive person. And so mm-hmm. um, those three guys, I think, keep it um, keep things in perspective. The family's still important. You know, all the things that go on in your life are important, but. Hey, we're here to compete, and we're going to go play. And and uh, it hurts to lose, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can come back Monday and, and regroup and start over if you do, and and it's okay, you mm-hmm. know. Things will be all right.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So, w- would you say that? Um, would you say that some of your biggest lessons came in football or outside of football? You know, you have four daughters now, and. <laughs> football
2: doesn't prepare you for four dollars <laughs> that's for sure but it does uh, it does help you you know when they make a mistake okay yeah. you know hey if you're willing to put the work in and and uh, move forward let's let's go you know it's mm-hmm. it's not where you been it's where you're going mm-hmm. my dad used to say it's not where he starts where you end up mm-hmm. and uh, and so you know definitely football has been a big part of that you know you're gonna get knocked down you're gonna get hit hard mm-hmm. and are you gonna get up and stand in there and throw it the next down mm-hmm. are you gonna be able to to hang in there and uh, when things get tough and so you know you might lose the game but you win the season you know mm-hmm. and uh so yeah i mean there's been things in our life that have happened that don't make you happy, but it's like, okay, it happened. We're, what are we doing and mm-hmm. uh, where are we going? So um, it, it's definitely a sport mentality. I, I think any sport is that way where you have failure. It's okay to fail. It's all right to, to make a mistake. You know, as, as long as you're trying and, and you're willing to correct it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Yeah, are there are there any other lessons that you're trying to to help your daughters, you know, see and understand from a mindset standpoint, attacking life and trying to accomplish
2: things? Yeah, I think all those things. Where, um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna have some things happen to them. They're gonna have some failures. They're gonna uh, make some mistakes. And so, you know, my wife and I are. I mean, we're big believers in repentance and, mm-hmm. and uh, being able to move forward. And mm-hmm. so, um, like I said, as long as they're willing to work on things and, and move forward, you're going to learn from from past mistakes. And, and, and in the end, it'll probably make you a stronger person because yeah. you've been through some tough times.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting too. You bring up repentance and faith and those things. Like, I've always felt that my mindset has been kind of intertwined with my faith. Yep. And you know playing basketball my preparation like and everything that comes with it overcoming failure going through some challenging times like my faith always kind of went right alongside my mentality and i felt like you know god wants us to have a strong mind and wants us to use our mind the right way right. do you do you feel similar Oh,
2: 100% i mean you know that the faith our faith has been our cornerstone you know that mm. Um, whatever's happened, being you know, uh, traded from Cleveland to Detroit, or you know, um, being let go here at BYU, or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, um, y- you're able to to say, okay, I know there's probably something good around the corner. You know, we're doing the right things. We're take it to our heavenly Father. We'll pray about it, and we'll move on, and mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, every time I feel like you know when we've done that or, or had something bad happen, our, our faith has kind of pulled us through, and and we've moved on, and better things have been there for us. Or, or you see, yeah, I was supposed to be there, you know, at that time, and and now we're supposed to be here at this time, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know, we definitely feel like that's happened every step along the way, and and you know, we all played with guys that maybe didn't have faith in their life, and. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do it without it because how do you start over or, or uh, regroup without, um, having faith in something that, that can help you. And so, uh, for, for me and my wife, our faith has, has really helped us to just put things in perspective. There's a blip on the radar, you know, mm-hmm. um, when you believe in the eternity, that's a long time, you know, uh, 14 years in the NFL is not a long time, mm-hmm. uh, in the grand scheme of things. And so, you know, when it was moving team to team, it was, all right, you know, we're going to pray about it, make a decision, and then when you get there, you say, okay, this is where we're supposed to be. We made the right decision.
1: So, mm-hmm. uh, so Ty, what, what did Lavelle Edwards teach you about preparation and mindset, and, and why was that so important?
2: Yeah, I think um, Lavelle was great because he he allowed you to have fun in preparation. You know, Norm Chow was O.C. Roger French was there, and and those guys were kind of like, you know, make sure you were detailed and, and on task, and mm-hmm. Lavelle held it all together. And and uh, he was great, though, because he allowed you to kind of have your own personality and how you did it as long as you were preparing and you were ready to go. And mm-hmm. so uh, playing for him was, was perfect for me um, because it was similar to my dad. You know, we mm-hmm. played loose. We had a good time. But... We played hard and we we won a lot of games because we were prepared and so mm-hmm. Lavelle was that way where you know okay we're gonna we're gonna go in we're gonna practice hard we're gonna play hard and mm-hmm. and prepare to win and and then he gave you that confidence to be able to go out there and do that.
0: When we come back, Ty and Ty talk about nervousness in the spotlight and why Brett Favre and Steve Young were great quarterbacks with different approaches to the game. Come back to Behind the Mic. Let's go back to the mental game with Tyler Hawes and former BYU QB Ty Detmer.
1: So, Ty, was it, was there ever a time at BYU when you were nervous about being the guy and <laughs> stepping up and and being you know that next great quarterback at BYU?
2: Um, I don't I don't remember being nervous um, about. You know having to to be the guy mm-hmm. um i got to play some my red shirt freshman year mm-hmm. kind of some backup role come in at half a um, couple games came back and won a mm-hmm. uh, couple games we didn't um, but i uh i remember being excited about it and and kind of that sophomore year um, sean missed spring practice i kind of won the job um uh, at that time and it was like all right let's go mm-hmm. um you, know, you were fired up. You were uh, ready for yeah, it. Yeah. I was excited. And you're young. You're dumb. You know? <laughs> Maybe I didn't realize what it mm-hmm. all entailed. But um, I, I knew when I got on campus and seeing the All-American pictures in the team room and the Davy O'Brien medals on the wall that, man, man, it would be great if I had a chance to, to be one of those guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, that chance was there. So it, um, it was. it wasn't. Nervous to, to be in that role or scared to be the guy. Mm-hmm. It was more of an excitement and and uh, just ready to go, ready to to take it on. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think if you're nervous and you play scared and you're you're worried about things, you're you're gonna play tight mm-hmm. and uh, grip the ball a little tighter, maybe hold it a little longer. And mm-hmm. and uh, so you know most of the guys I've played with we able to go out there and play with confidence and cut it loose and, and make plays. You know, Brett Brett didn't worry about anything. He just went out there and threw it. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes ignorance is bliss, you know. Yes. So, um, you know, when you're when you're having confidence, and, and Lavelle instilled that, like, hey, you're the guy. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And uh, he gave you no assurance. I wasn't looking over my shoulder. He gave me the confidence that I was going to be in there and I was going to be the guy and, and uh, didn't have to look. Over my shoulder.
1: Mm-hmm. Did did you ever think it would lead to all the success at, at BYU and become a Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner? Yeah, no, that yeah. just kind of
2: happens a little bit along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my sophomore year, we played well. I think I think that game against Penn State in the bowl game, we uh, we lost, um, but we threw for five hundred and something <laughs> yards uh, mm-hmm. against Penn State. And I'd you know, as a kid, I'd watched Penn State play and on TV, and they shut down Miami in their bowl game, and it was like, man, this is Penn State defense. That's what (laughs) they were known for, and then we threw for 500, and I think that game really, you know, jump-started us for my junior year and beating Miami and having a chance to win the Heisman Trophy at that point.
1: Yeah, so so you mentioned Brett. What what stood out to you about uh, Brett Favre? What separated him from the rest of the pack? Uh, a lot of times
2: when I talk to groups, I compare Brett and Steve Young. Mm-hmm. You know, I played with both. Brett was this loose, you know, gunslinger, could, could just play and not worry about anything and just, like, make the next throw. Uh, might not play great parts of the game, and then he would just throw this rocket for a game winner, you know, at the mm-hmm. end of the game, and uh, so you kind of learn, like just watching him, like, hey, you gotta play loose, you gotta, you gotta let your athleticism or you know, flow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where Steve was just, he had to know every detail and be prepared and could recite the game plan, you know, play for play, mm-hmm. uh, formation and personnel group and play, and so. Um, Steve was great because of that and so it kind of taught me like everybody's different you know you, and as a coach you got to kind of allow guys to be different and and so um, it, it just shows you that everybody's gonna have a different mentality everybody's gonna have a different skill set and guys can still be successful doing it their own way mm-hmm. and uh, and so after looking back it was like, Night and day difference in, mm. in what they did, but both NFL MVPs, both Super Bowl winners, and and Hall of Famers. So uh, it can be done a lot of different ways.
1: Mm. Would you give that advice to to younger players? Say, hey, you got to find your own way to do things and the way that works for you.
2: Yeah, and and you know, I I think as coaches sometimes we're like it needs to be done this way, right. and right. and uh, and you know, I look back at. Some of the guys I've coached like, okay, maybe I should allow them to be a little bit more freelance a little mm-hmm. bit um, and, and not be so hard on them, you know, mm-hmm. doing it my way or the way mm-hmm. I want it. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I share that with, with young players. And, but the thing that they all did have too was that competitive spirit and that team mentality. Mm-hmm. So there are some, some characteristics that are similar. Mm-hmm. That that's, that's why they were great. And but even though maybe they did it a different way, but they did have those characteristics that they hated to lose. They prepared to win. Uh, but then when the game started, it was totally different mm-hmm. type of uh, way of doing it.
1: So Ty when, when you're in a huddle and you're trying to keep the team composed, you know maybe you know there's some stuff that's going wrong. How, how do you keep everyone focused and on the same page and, and- you know, going towards the same goal.
2: Yeah, I think um, you've got to show confidence. If you're the guy calling plays, if you're in there and your demeanor's down, we talk about it all the time with athletes. You know, whatever mm-hmm. sport it is, your your body language says a lot about the situation. And so, you've got to stay upbeat. You got to stay positive because those guys are looking at you, and if they see you come in down and dejected. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be good. They're, they're going to take on your personality. You can't be all chipper and, and no. messing around either in a, a hard time. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you come in, just kind of you know uh, lay out the plan and, and uh, call the play in a positive type of uh, voice and, and demeanor. Um, a lot of times they gain some confidence in how you're leading. So mm-hmm. it goes that way for everybody in business or whatever Being the the head of the family, you got to kind of maintain that composure and and, uh, that mentality. So uh, that was always big, too, Steve Mariucci and John Gruden quarterback Mm -hmm. notes and things. It's like, hey, you know, be a leader, be positive, uh, be energetic, let them see the right body language Mm because guys are looking at you.
1: Yeah. How much of those... How much of those moments were affected by, like, the preparation before? Because, I mean, as a quarterback, you got to be on page with your running back and, and, and your wide receivers, your line, everybody, really. Right. How, how much of those relationships, you know, were developed before and, and that helped you in those moments exude yeah. confidence, right? Uh, I, would, I
2: would say most of it. I mean, that's why you go through a training camp. That's yeah. why you, you practice for, you know – six days and play on the seventh, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all preparation. It's all leading up to that. It's all building that team bond in training camp or mm-hmm. spring ball or, or mm-hmm. summer weights and, and, right. uh, working together and, and knowing what you, what guys have put in and gaining that confidence that, you know, you can battle through tough times. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's the, purpose of all of those hard things you do in the off season and and preseason training to get to that moment, uh, Mm -hmm. to have the confidence and, and build that team chemistry that you can overcome things. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So Ty, was there ever a moment in, in a huddle where, you know, there, there was a turning point with, with a player where you needed to make a specific play and, you know, you guys were on the same page and, you know, you were able to make it happen. Yeah, I, I, there are several of those happen.
2: you know, Andy Boyce was a great receiver here for, for us and and he and I kind of had a little chemistry where we could kind of look at each other and and talk about it on the sideline and mm-hmm. go out and, and we get the same look we had before and it's like, all right, you know, he's running the go, but I'm going to check to the slant because mm-hmm. they're starting to pick up on our signals and and so things like that happen, you know, all the time. That's when it's uh, fun. It's it, it mm-hmm. is. It's uh, and then he runs right by the guy, and we score a touchdown, mm-hmm. and we get a get big laugh on the sideline, <laughs> like we got him, you know. And mm-hmm. and I think as a coach too, you know, you're you're constantly trying to give confidence to your players and and kids that hey, you know, come on, we worked on this, we're better than what we're showing. You guys know right. that, and you know, our team last year we had. Uh, 26 seniors so we were senior heavy we had 18 of them started mm-hmm. on one side of the ball or the other and and those guys you know it was a different group because they were loose and they were kind of a goofy bunch of mm-hmm. kids but man they played hard
1: mm-hmm. and
2: if you tighten them up and you tried to like make them be quiet on the bus on the way to the game or things like that they would not play well mm. and they were the type of team that if we started out slow you could kind of jump on them and you had to wake them up a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And hey, let's go. You guys are better than this, you know that. Let's mm-hmm. go. And uh, then they would kick it in. And and uh, and so um, you know, as a player, you have those moments in the huddle or or at practice or you know on the sideline during a game where you make some adjustments. As a coach, you're that way as well, where you gotta know the personality of your team and what you can and can't do, and even, even every kid. The old school used to be treat every player the same. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's that way. I think some kids shut down if you yell at them. Some mm-hmm. kids will rise to the challenge and take it as a challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so you gotta know how kids tick and, and what makes them work and, and what you can and can't do with them. So. Um, you know that's been fun kind of learning the personality and that takes of time kid. right that it takes does.
1: time to understand each of your players it does and you
2: know again spending time with them in the weight room spending time on the practice field you kind of learn how they work and you can see their demeanor change if you jump on somebody or mm-hmm. if you know maybe you need to pull them aside and, and explain it and put your arm around them and or if you do jump on them you put your arm around them and hey you know you know it's we love you. Mm -hmm. I know you can do better. You're not giving effort. You know, I know you have it in you and and give them some confidence that way. Mm
1: -hmm. So Ty, in in a lot of our conversations in the, the mental game series, people talk about staying in the moment, being present. And I think that's, that looks different for everyone. And it's a challenge for everybody. How, how do you try and stay present in your life? Yeah,
2: I think, um, You know, my wife always says, Hey, put your phone down, be where you are when you're there, you know? Um and so it's kinda that way in in everything we do. If if we're on the practice field, you gotta be locked in. You gotta kinda hang in there and, and be dialed in. Uh if you're in a meeting, you gotta be present. You can't be distracted and and be drifting off, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I've seen a lot of guys uh, drift off, and and then get cut two weeks later, you know, mm-hmm. because they didn't they didn't stay in the moment, they weren't mm-hmm. present. Uh, they kind of thought they had it figured out and just going to do it my way, mm-hmm. and uh, and so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think if when people can master that, great things happen, and that's that's why some of the players. You know, your, your Hall of Famers, people like that are, are there because they're able to lock in. They're able to be in that moment and stay in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, other guys show flashes. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're in and out. Um, mm-hmm. And so the consistent great players, I feel like, have always been able to be consistent because they've been able to stay in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Ty, how do you bounce back from difficult times, uh, injuries in specific? You know, you had an Achilles injury. Uh, you've talked about concussions before. How do you bounce back from injuries like that? Yeah, I think, again, it goes back to hard
2: work. Um, yeah. It goes back to putting time in. And uh, and then you got to gain confidence, too, with that, that body part that was hurt, too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you see guys tearing ACL, it seems like, that first year back, they're still maybe a little tentative.
1: Well, Don't want to
2: have that injury happen again until they gain confidence and they can play free and loose mm-hmm. and not have that in the back of their mind. They're maybe a step slower, or thing. So it, it's working at it. It's it's putting the time in to, to overcome and, and uh, gain confidence in whatever's been injured to be able to go out and then Play without thinking about it. And mm-hmm. That's probably that's a hard thing for a lot of people because mm-hmm. I see it in, in some of our players. I've, I've seen it with guys around me that they did maybe lose a step that first year. Year two, they're back to normal because they had a year of season under their belt and, and they gain confidence that okay, it, it's healed, it's mm-hmm. ready to go. Um, I've even seen some guys play better with an injury, you mm-hmm. know, or an ankle sprain or. Something like that, you know, They're not
1: thinking about anything else. You're, you're
2: kind of, you got to slow down. You yeah. know, it takes the the nervous jitters out a little bit mm-hmm. of the game. Um, I felt like I played a little better being a little sick or something. Mm-hmm. The times that I had it, because it it calms you down a little bit, and mm-hmm. so um, everybody's a little different with, and it depends on the injury. If you know you can't hurt it anymore, or it's a bruise or something, yeah. you can you can push through that. But if it's a Something you've put, had to put six months of rehab into, that's gonna weigh on you a little bit. So mm-hmm. you gotta gain confidence through hard work and pushing it and rehab and making sure it's ready to go.
1: Mm-hmm. In your opinion, Ty, what, what uh, are some good characteristics of a leader? What makes a, a good leader in your mind? I don't, to me, it's, it's a
2: person that leads by example uh, more than anything. And then you gain the credibility that when something does need to be said or when you say something, they take it to heart, you know. Um, I've been around coaches that were yellers and screamers. Pretty soon, midway through the season, you've tuned it out, and you don't respect that. For me, I didn't respect that type of leadership, mm-hmm. you know. It, it gets old, and guys, it wears on guys. And, and But a coach that teaches you and is there with you and working with you and then... Hey, when he snaps and, and he, you know, the tracks, respect is there. Yeah, you respect that. You're like, okay, coach is serious. Like, we got to do better. Mm-hmm. And uh, same for a player. You know, I've been around. You know, players that didn't say much. They worked hard. They put the time in. You respected their work ethic. And then when they said something in the locker room, it was like, all right, we gotta, we gotta toe the line here. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so for me, it's it's lead by example first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then when you do say something, people are going to listen and respect that. Mm -hmm. Love that.
0: Thanks to Tyler Haas and Ty Detmer for another episode of The Mental Game. You can find all episodes of The Mental Game by going to BYU Sports Nation's YouTube page. Download and subscribe to Behind the Mic wherever you find podcasts or listen to all episodes on the BYU Radio app. Behind the Mic is a production of BYU Radio.